hello. What's hey. up? Oh, hello, hello. You do that a lot. Hi. You sh- you don't do Hi. You don't do hey hey anymore? Hey hey. I don't know. I do, I, I don't have a I don't have a catchphrase. Catchphrase. Yeah. What is our catchphrase? Our one? Yeah. It's like in describe. Well, yeah, I, I know that, but I mean for for an intro. Oh. Uh Yeah, I know. How many languages do you uh, speak? I don't. None. I, I Can you you could say I can understand hello. French and speak it poorly. Could you say hello, welcome to the show? Bienvenue. A la Ok this wolf. Whoa. Whoa. What what was that? French? That was yeah, welcome to uh, when they say my name in French, they don't pronounce the Asians. Tony Ok. Uh Ok. Yeah. Right. All right. Well, there you go. For anybody. But in, and then in Japan, you have to kind of add a um, vowel to get everything. So it's Tony Haku. Ooh, Haku sounds cool. I guess so, yeah. You'd be cooler if you were Japanese. <laughs> <I would>. <laughs> <laughs> Harajuku fashion. What? I saw, you know, Harajuku is, is the sort of, they say it's like this hub of fashion. Harajuku is that crazy street and it's got crazy uh, clothing stores. Yeah. And, and you see, you know, that's like neon kind of started there. And okay. It's wild. Yeah. But I was in Harajuku. Is it like Soho? Like 10 years ago. Is it like Soho? Not, not really. Because it's like so far out there. It's kind of what Melrose used to be yeah. in LA. What year was Melrose cool? Because I feel like… In the 80s. Like yeah, mid-80s. Because Christian Hassoi, when he was on the show, talking about how cool it was to go on Melrose. I used to drive from here to… a uh, to um, Oh, shoot. What was the place called? I forgot. It's still there. But it was a… It, it's a, it's the kind of a, a fashion store, but they had um, a salon. Yeah. And you get hair done there. That's where I got my haircut. That's where I got the That's McSqueed. where they do the thing. That's yeah. where… Yeah. That's where it came from. Wow. I would drive to Hollywood to get my haircut. It was, it was my sister's friend that did it. So it wasn't like… You know, it wasn't like I was saying, I must go to LA to do that. But um, he's the guy. But your haircut, when it started to go like that, you came up with that idea? Or did, was there something um, else that influenced that? I kind of was just growing my that? bangs. And then, and then he made it so that I was like, oh, I'll put it short and kind of put it up here. And I mean, he, he's the one who… So then Richard, you can't go to another hair… At that time, you could not go to another hairdresser because they could not duplicate… I just, I, I just was… You trusted him. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't so thought out and methodical. Yeah. It was just more like I like that dude, and I, I go to LA and I go to Morrow's and go shopping, and then. Did you have that haircut first? Uh, I, I copied it from Kevin. Stop for sure. Oh, Kevin grew his bangs, and then I grew my bangs. But then I went to this guy, and he kind of trimmed up the sides, and then Kevin just went hard with bangs and like. He and didn't. He grew out the side too, or did he have short? Not really. Just the bang? No, he just went full bangs. Did you notice when you first started doing that? Because I remember that there were people at the skate park that were had Tony Hawk's haircut. Yeah, I did. <laughs> was I that, didn't really think that I was the did you ever think, trendsetter because oh, okay. I just was kind of following my crew. So yeah. that was Kevin Lester too. Oh yeah, you also you all kind of we're had, all just kind of doing that. Yeah, and then all of a sudden it was everywhere, and and I do remember someone telling me that oh I went to I went to a barbershop. Back then, it said, I want a Tony Hawk haircut. Yeah. Which is so strange. I feel like there were people that might have had that haircut, but it just made more sense. I don't know if it's because I'm white, but like the blonde hair one that goes over here. Yeah. 
it sort of was like more of I yes, think the, that's what the thing that drove me crazy was they were like, oh, that's flock of seagulls. Like, no, the flock of seagulls dude has it come to a point. Right in the middle, right? Yeah, the middle. Did they get that from the Misfits? I, I don't think so. Who was first? <laughs> That's a good question. Like, who came and, first? And why did Mis- they… <laughs> misfits or Flock of Seagulls? Because <laughs> <laughs> this is the worst 80s conversation ever. <laughs> I'm like actually interested. I want to know the answer. like Because I, I would love I it if I… feel like Misfits was later. Which means the Misfits copied <laughs> Flock like, of not, Seagulls. I would never say that. Because that's a harsh thing I, to say, right? Whew, yeah. Hey, Glenn, where'd you get that idea, you know? <laughs> Flock of Seagulls, maybe? Two different kind of musics, yeah. right? Yeah, I don't even know. I hated the Flock of Seagulls so much uh, without even knowing who they were just because they were in a genre where I was like, yeah, right, this guy's haircut. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't even hear the music. And then the Misfits obviously was up my alley. But I also was like, why? Can you see? But they were, when- Yeah, but they were gone. They were gone. So goth with the eyeliner and stuff too. So it looked it like it was different. made. They put blood in it. <laughs> yeah, like I feel like it, they were dripping. Looked, to me, it looked like eggs. Yeah, just probably runny eggs in their hair. It didn't look comfortable to have that. <laughs> no, it did not. Or yeah. sustainable. Yeah, you can't really function. Go out. You wouldn't want to drive a convertible with that haircut. <laughs> no, <laughs> or go slam dancing. And Which think they it's did. Hold. Which they did. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. Their their crowd did. Did they have that haircut when they were live on stage or was that just for photo shoots? I think they played like that for a while, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not the I'm not the archivist for the Right, Misfits, but did you so. ever see a video or did you ever see the Misfits? Yeah, I feel like or at least in videos right. they're rocking that. So, I don't know. So you had the blonde one and then how long before you said to yourself, "Yeah, it's time oh, to change it I up." I have actually have kind of a funny story. All so, right. I was going I was I was going for it. I was I was like I'm gonna keep this going. Yeah. My bangs, right? It was a great look. And but I was I was really trying to get it like like a bob, like go like go a, like a one side carry. Yeah, and I didn't I didn't really consider ponytails at the time. Yes, so it was just more like oh I'm doing this thing, and and then um, we got hired for <clears throat> Police Academy Four. Okay, yeah, and we're on the set, and there by the time that. So when I got hired for Police Academy 4, and by the time it shot was months later, and I grew. Like, that was when I finally went through my growth spurt. Okay. I was, and, and so I was almost David, David Spade's height when I, was I got— I going to say— I was his stunt double, yeah. right? So when we we'd come to shoot it, I was obviously taller than him. Yeah. And they kept looking at me. I'll never forget the director just kept looking at me like, man, I don't, I don't know. And so he's like, let me see— and then they got the they got the wardrobe and stylist to come over, and the guy's like, I don't know, cut his hair. And the dude just came with scissors and chopped my bangs off like that, like it was no not asking. even a thing. No, no. And I was somebody like, leaned over and cut your bangs. Yeah, off. and I was just like, oh man, I'm trying to grow those. He's like, no, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I want to be. That is insane. For me, like my style changed because I got hired for a movie. Whatever. But it, but it was also, it was very much like, well, I guess that looks closer. And then eventually, I think they, they had put me, put me in a wig anyway. And oh I was just God, like, oh my I God, you them. cut off all my bangs and then put me in a How wig. How much did they cut off? Like the whole thing? A lot. Yeah. And you didn't, just, you wouldn't grow it back. You were like, now I'm getting a new… I did. I mean, I eventually grew it back. And okay. I, and then the ponytail years came by through… Okay, so the bangs grow. We go, you know what? I'm going all the way. And I saw, I don't yeah. want to talk about it because there's a thing that's coming out, but I have heard somebody say that 
Oh, you guys, the ponytail thing. <laughs> that back in the eighties, when people had ponytails, you could tell the single guys by who had the ponytails yeah. on the Bones Brigade. That's that's that that was Lance's line. That's yeah. pretty funny. It's pretty funny. Um, it was a bit rock and roll, but I did feel like I was trying to stay on the cutting edge of it, yeah. and then that set me back. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like I was trying to grow my bangs, and then that set me back. Whatever, however long it took to grow out again, yeah, you know, months or a year, and then I and then I was like. Then it looked like I was just trying to catch up to everyone. Whatever. It's uh, okay. so dumb. No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> it's the game. You're you're in it. Yeah. Like it's just awesome to know at one point you're the you're the trend. You're not trying to be, but you're a trendsetter. Yeah. Like people were trying to imitate that look. I remember you and Joe Johnson having ponytails. Oh, Joe went. Joe went super long. I mean, he was the first one with ponytail. He was the first one because I lived with him at the time, and he was my roommate. Did he inspire your ponytail? Do you think? Um, I think it just became more functionality, like him and and Ray Underhill. The, you know, that was my crew. Um, and Ray was always rocking ponytails, and and Ray uh, was a very handsome man. Yeah, and he got a lot of attention. So I was uh, like, ah. Joe was Joe too. Yeah, yeah, I mean both of them for sure. But but Ray, like it got to the point where I remember one time Ray was the best. By the way, um, we got on an airplane and. We both Ray and I were on standby. Remember standby? Yeah. And so uh, they, I got on the plane, but I didn't know if he got on. And then I asked the flight attendant. I said, "I just want to see if my friend, because you know you're you're on standby, so you're in a middle seat. You're whatever back yeah. of the bus." And uh, I said, Do you, "I don't know if my my friend got on." She's like, "Well, let me go see." And then she walks up the aisle, and she once went back. She goes, "Is your friend very good looking with long hair?" <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, that's him. He's on the plane." <laughs> I remember seeing uh, triples with you guys at your old ramp. And, oh, yeah, with Joe and, and Ray, yep. And it was the ponytail triples. Oh, yeah. I didn't think about that. Yeah, I did. I, I, was, was, like, I was trailing behind, but I had it. Yeah. No, it was perfect. Yeah. All three of you <laughs> were doing over-unders with ponytails. I'm like, these guys hang out a lot. <laughs> We were morphing into one person. I we would all learn each other's tricks too. It, it, right. You said similar yeah. choices of tricks as well. I think the triples thing was like also all three tricks were easy for you three to do, but not like it was. I think it was backside 360 stuff. You're all like yeah. going and maybe there was a hurricane grind in it. I don't know, but it was it was definitely remember. you guys. Like I like anybody else doing that triples, I'd be like, whoa. I'm like, I see yeah. you guys do that that easy. I think I was above, I think Ray was in the middle, and then Joe was doing a nose stall tail grab. Okay. Bottom. Something Which like that. Pretty awesome. It's cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like there was a time there where uh the Red Dragons and hanging out with Colin at one point, and it was just white t-shirts. Eminem was really big, and everybody had white t-shirt on. So every I'd go to some after party and Colin and Sluggo and myself and maybe Moses would be standing there with white t-shirts on and red dragon chain. I'm like, I love being a part of the crew, but holy shit, dude, we got to get. There was a uniform in those days for yeah. sure. He couldn't. That's what we we talked to Alf about. That. Actually, he didn't talk about it on the show, but when Alf Alf was saying, there was a point where where Alf wore white t-shirt, blue jeans, black shoes, right, and that kind of became the the skate uniform in the early '90s. Yeah. And uh, he goes, I copied that from a girl at school because I liked her and that's what she usually wore. So I just copied her. And I was like, so you saying 
a girl at Oceanside High School is the one responsible for the look of sk- skaters. Because a lot of people were copying Alf. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know who, I, who, was, who started it. I just know at one point I was in it. Oh, yeah. And you had the, the bleached. Oh, God. Yeah, when I had hair. Buzz cut, right. bleach, hair. Yeah. Well, I didn't have, I don't think I, yeah, I think I did. Yeah, I bleached it as well. Yeah, standing next to him too, like a, just a true turd. <laughs> standing next to each other all the time. Yeah, yeah, we look good. Yeah, no, we're, we're good. my buddies for life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, white t-shirts. What happened to that? Oh, what I was going to tell you about Harajuku is, is well, I was there maybe 10 years ago. And uh, I saw these two guys that were just… I mean, they looked like they were doing a photo shoot. Yeah. But they're just walking down the street. Okay. Like wild fashion, yeah. super bright, you know, definitely ahead of their time in yeah. a lot of ways. But both of them were carrying penny skateboards. What's a penny skateboard? The plastic ones. Oh, the little ones. The little plastic ones. Yeah. And that was before it became a huge trend. Yes. But they were carrying them. Not skating them. Not skating. And they were absolutely fashion accessories. I mean, they, they were, were like, unashamed. There's they were no way like, they could put that on the ground and roll no, off. No. And I, and I was looking, I'm going, nah, is that for real? Like, th- those guys are using skateboards to accessorize. Yeah. But but making no, they're not they're not even pretending that they skate. So I thought it was it's was a fascinating. Good, if I was gonna have a skateboard as an accessory, I feel like that is the good is a good choice because it's little. It's a little yeah. It's easy to carry around. Fits in a locker. <laughs> <laughs> just in case you just feel like using both your hands every I now and then. I made a board. I made a board in a, uh, junior high that fit in my locker, so that you could skate. So I could and- skate to school, but it was it was like a little stubby. Flying saucer, kind of. Yeah. You just like, made it yourself. It was the worst shape. Yeah. Yeah. I just cut it like with my dad's uh, saw. Yeah. And then so and, and it had no kicktail. Like, like I cut off both the kicktail and the, the nose. And re-drilled the holes. I was going to say. So yeah. it, was, it was exactly the size of my locker. But it, it worked for getting to school. Yeah. So, so ridiculous. It's, it's genius. What are you talking about? <laughs> Trying to skate yeah, all the well, time. If I, if I brought a regular skateboard to school, they won't leave carried around at school. So I had to like ditch it or hide it. And then it would just get stolen. Right. You can't leave a skateboard anywhere. Even though that's kind of what you do these days. Oh. You just leave your skateboards at skate parks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every time I see you post that, I'm like, ooh, oh, it's not near me. <laughs> <laughs> you want one? I'm gonna, I just, I'll tell you what. Right after the show, Jason, I'll hide one outside the store. <laughs> and then I'll tweet it. And then you can get it. And then I'll, and then I'll tweet, nope, mine. <laughs> hey, everybody, there's a Tony Hawk skateboard that you can't have. Jason Ellis here talking for Hawk versus Wolf. You might have heard of the podcast. You're listening to it right now. Uh, I got a shower. I don't know if anybody else listening showers or has a shower. But sometimes I'm the kind of guy where a shower head, sure, whatever. I'm not looking up as long as there's water on me. But thanks to this podcast, Nebia sent me one of their new shower heads. Uh, it's Nibia by Moen Quattro, and it's a way bigger, way more water comes out. It looks really cool. It looks like kind of spacey, which makes sense because I guess the people that made it, some of them are like NASA people and stuff. So it does look like a little bit of a spaceship, but instead it's a shower head with mad water that comes out all cool and stuff. It does tricks on your face. Nibia by Moen Quattro starts at $119 exclusively. 
uh, Nibia.com. And Nibia gives us, that's you guys, a special discount just for our community, you dudes and girls, people, small people, big people, all kinds. Go to Nibia.com slash wolf and use the code wolf at checkout and get 10% off all Nibia products. Nibia rarely rarely does deals like this, so this is a great deal to jump on. Again, go to Nibia.com slash wolf. That's N-E-B-I-A dot com slash wolf to check out what they have. And and they offer the 10% with the discount code, everybody. Wolf. Do you know that we used to do that, the big Twitter hunt? Yeah, you know something that? like that, but I don't know. So how's it go? Right when Twitter started, I started doing these sort of, not scavenger hunts, but something like that, where yeah. I would hide skateboards and tweet the location or a hint about it. Yeah. And it was right when, I mean, that was the beginning of social media. That was before Instagram. Um, Facebook wasn't really a thing that people were using in real time. And so that's, I, I was just driving here one day. I just, I just remember I was using Twitter and I would see news and stuff happen there first. For instance, an earthquake yeah. happened here in Southern California. And I, and I looked, I was like, oh, there was an earthquake. Everyone's writing about it, but there's yeah. no news about it yet. Yeah. And so I was like, man, the information travels so fast. And I was driving here to come skate. I was like, I wonder if I just hid my skateboard somewhere, what would happen? So I hid it. Um, like you just pull off the freeway somewhere? I pulled off Palmarport Road into a cul-de-sac. Yeah. And put it behind a um, a fire hydrant. Yeah. And I was like, I left a skateboard here. And by the time I got here, which is 10, 15 minutes later, uh, it was all over the place. Like people had, someone had gotten it. They, they posted a picture of them getting it. Other people were like, man, I just missed it. Oh, I saw the guy find it. So a bunch of people showed up together. A bunch get of it. people showed up. And I was like, oh, this is crazy. Yeah. And so then we started doing what we called the Tony Hawk Twitter hunt. And we would use people or ask people in different parts of the country and some international, but that got, that got tricky to hide stuff. And then we would just have a certain day. I think we did it on Easter a couple of times. Yeah. We're like, okay, on Easter this day, right. watch your feed <clears throat> and there might be a skateboard or a box of goodies hidden near you. And then it started getting weird because, um, it, which was awesome for the first, like it got a lot of buzz. Yeah. And that was, you know, people were still trying to figure out social media. So a lot of people liked what, what I was doing with it. Yeah. But it became like a full-time job here because we started collecting stuff from different sponsors and things and sending out goodie boxes. Yeah. And with instructions like hide this and then, put, you know, send us the info, DM us the info, and then Tony will put it out there. And, and then after a while, it started, it started to seem like the people who would receive the boxes, they weren't necessarily vetted. They weren't people that we absolutely knew we could trust. Yeah. And then they would hide it and it would get found like a minute later by their friends. Maybe. Oh, you know what I okay, mean? Okay, yeah, it, I see. It started to get weird. Yeah. And there were only so many people out there that I felt like we could trust doing it. Um, so we stopped. And it's, it's just, How did you do that in Europe? Or sorry, overseas? Same um, thing? You would ask a distributor or somebody you knew and yeah, send it? Yeah. Uh, usually it was a skateboard. Usually it was like a, it was a signed skateboard. Yeah. So, for instance, our distributor, Shiner in the UK, they did a couple in London. And we okay. made sure they had a signed skateboard. Um, but we didn't send the whole box of goodies internationally because it's just too expensive. And, 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 and it, was, it was tricky because there was like, there was no, obviously it didn't raise income. And, right. and sponsors who would give us stuff to give away wanted props. 
Oh, okay. Right? They oh. wanted mentions and stuff. And yeah. so then it just became this full-time job. Like, okay, did we, did we say that this group got it? You know, do we, we'd be getting headphones and, and candy. And I mean, it was cool. Like the, the box you opened had a bunch of stuff in it. You sent it though. You got it. You yeah. Like, we sent the box from here from this office. So okay. it, it started to monopolize the time of everyone that works here, and it was sort of like to what end? Because we we're not making an income, and we're spending a lot of time doing it. It was super fun. Yeah. Um. But at some point, I realized how much time everyone was spending and how yeah. much energy and 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 also it was like I couldn't trust everyone to do it. It's so, so crazy. Stopped it. I would. What about the? Because I've noticed from hanging out with you a bit more lately, those people that want you to sign stuff and then they sell it. Yeah, they seem to catch on where you're going before. Yeah, your average there's, person. There's someone. So what you're talking about is is I just call them eBay dudes, but they sell them uh, all over the place. Uh, they there there is. I, I know this because I I finally got someone to confess it to me. <laughs> Okay, but there is someone that checks uh, the manifests of of um, of airplane of of airline flights. Yeah, and when a name comes through, they're not supposed to. They don't. Have, they're not supposed to have access to that. You're not supposed to sell that information. But there is someone within the airline industry or within certain airlines that's like, oh, this guy's flying this day from here to here, and then they sell it to a group that that chases people to get autographs. Yeah. So like that's they, a real thing that happens. So they're in cahoots with the with the airline. Yes. Well, someone that works well, for the airline, works whatever. Yeah, has access to the information and then tells. So there's been a few times where I'm I'm flying somewhere. It's not for a public appearance. It's just for a family thing or whatever. Yeah. And there's people at the airport, and I'm like, how the hell? Do you, at one point, man, there was somewhere that I went where I had. It was so. There were so many people that I had to run away. What? It was wild. That was recently, actually. In an airport. Oh, when I went to Miami. I went to Miami for that. Um, I, I did a speech at a Bitcoin conference. But when I arrived in Miami, there were so many of them that it felt like I was under attack. And they, these weren't fans. These were just those just eBay guys. guys. They, they all have boxes of skateboards. Yeah. Uh, stacks of of posters, eight by tens. How many people were in there with boxes of skateboards and eight by tens? I have a video of me running away from them. Um, like twenty, at least twenty. All ready to go. All like, ready to so. go with a ton of gear. Yeah, in the airport. In the airport, right? And they know exactly which exit I'm going to come out yeah. of because oh, they know what airline I'm yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So I come out and I'm just like, oh my god. And then now they do this thing. I'm on to you guys, by the way, but. <laughs> They do this thing where they're kind of stealthy because they they know if I see someone with a bunch of stuff that I just bounce. Okay, right. I don't and and, and, and not oh. to say that I don't always do it. <clears throat> Sometimes if I if I have time, if I'm not with my kids, yep, and they have a, a manageable amount of stuff, I'll do it because yep. I, I respect the hustle. Like yep. these guys, you know, they they're trying to make a living and they're. I, I've, I've I've remedied the the thing with the airline for the most part. How? Um. Someone had access to actual accounts, so they could they could see my like for instance I had on Delta someone hacked not hacked but they they got they got access to my account yeah. so I changed my password and everything, and then they don't anymore. Whoa! Because there was there was a phone number there were there were two phone numbers listed on my Delta account like alert these numbers to the changes in your itineraries. Shit! And one of them wasn't yours. Two of them were mine. Oh wow! 
Just in. Yeah, just in. But but in all stealthy, right? Because yeah. they weren't, they're not hacking it. They're not, you know what I mean? They're they just not, get a heads up where you're going. Yeah, they're just like, oh, okay, he's going here. So yeah. anyway, so weird. It's such a weird like thing to deal with in life. I know. Um, so I don't really, you know, that seems invasive to me and that's a bummer. But like I said, if I, if I show up somewhere and guys have stuff and, and sometimes they just know you're coming because like you have a, you have a appearance in the right. city or whatever. And they've just staked out at the airport. That does happen. So they know you're coming to that town and they'll just Probably be there. the day before. So they'll be at the airport starting all at 6 a.m. Day. All day. Yeah. With and all so, the boards and whatever. Yes. Ready to go. Yeah. So, but, but they do this thing now where they're kind of stealthy and they'll just be sitting, you know, with nothing around them. Yeah. And I've seen it happen because I'm like, why is that guy suddenly getting up and briskly walking that way? Yeah. And then he has hidden a bunch of boards somewhere and he just grabs them all. And like, I'm the one, one guy came, he grabbed like 10 of them and, and started to come at me and dropped all of them. And you know how, <laughs> how loud boards are yeah. when they all land? And it was just like, oh, that, okay. <laughs> so when you say that there was a group of them and you had to run off, you see well, them, they approach you and you go, look, I don't, I'm, I've got to go. Uh, and they're like, no. So in that instance, there was supposed to be a car waiting for me. Yeah. I didn't see the guy right in that moment. Yeah. And I was literally surrounded by these dudes. <laughs> and so I just broke out and ran to the taxi cab. And got a taxi. To the taxi line, yeah. Okay. Because I knew I could just get in a car. Yeah. And they were they were trying to push stuff in, through, through, like when I'm closing in the, the door. In the taxi. In the taxi, yeah. Yeah. It's like, sometimes it's just… It's a tough job. Well, sometimes it's just frenzied. So it's just like, dude, no, you guys. It's like this… I, I'm not going to do it in, in this scenario. Yeah. You know? But then, on that same trip, they figured out where I was staying… I, I didn't tell anyone where I was staying. I wasn't posting photos from where I was staying. And then they did that thing where they would sort of sit outside on the bench. And, and even the valet and the, and the dudes working outside, the bell captain stuff, didn't know that's what they were up to. Right. Because they were so stealthy with their gear. Because if they did know, they'd kick them out, right? They'd kick them out, yeah. Right. Because they was, it was the, the property was all the hotel property. Like if you drove in, okay, you know what I mean? You're not driving in and just happening to go next door to a right. restaurant or something. You're there for the hotel. So. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, it gets weird, man. But but it's funny because um, my daughter, if I'm with her, sometimes she gets a little freaked out because it gets kind of hectic. And that's usually when I don't do it. Okay. So I'm with my kids and, yeah. you know, it's disruptive to what we're doing. And so, um, but but she gets, uh, but now she's she's like, what some guy came up to me the other day with her and, she, and she's like, respect the hustle. <laughs> she, she said, said that to him? No, she said it to me like, oh, wow. when I did sign it because she heard me say that one time. I don't know what it is about uh, <laughs> being famous and people taking photos, but they seem to forget that you have children when you have them right there. Like, I've had yeah. fans where they're like, man, I, you know, I fucking love the show. And I'm like, hey, man, easy on the on <laughs> right. the F-bombs. And they're like, oh, fuck, man, sorry. And then it's like, blah, 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 straight back into it. I'm like, no they're one's listening. Excited, I mean, I, I understand. They're just... How, when did it change to you where, because for me, if someone's putting a skateboard in the taxi, I can't believe somebody cares that much. And I'm like, yeah, I guess I would sign that. I, I would. I, when did it get to I the point where you- I think it's just because you, when, when I see that there will be no end in sight. Okay. And, and no matter what, they're like, just sign, just sign a few of these. And when you say they do a few, 
they just keep putting ones underneath it. Right. And so there's no cutoff zone and they're, you know, they're pretty shameless in, in their approach. And at some point I just have to say, no, sorry, dudes. But, but this one time, I'll t- I will tell you this okay. one time, <clears throat> we were in uh, Fort Lauderdale because uh, my father-in-law lives there. And so Kathy and I flew to Fort Lauderdale. We were renting a car and the rental car place is off site. Yeah. I have my skateboard. And we see that there's this crew, a, a big crew. This is when they were getting my flight info. Because there's okay. no reason for them to be in Fort Lauderdale oh, at the shit, airport dude. on a Thursday. Yeah. You know what I mean? It just, it, it wasn't like I, we were going to visit family. So I, I was like, all right, just wait over by baggage claim. And I'm going to go get the car. So I grabbed my skateboard. And before they even got to me with their stuff, I was already bored down, gone. Yeah. And they're, they're all chasing me with their posters and stuff. They was, will go after you. Well, they tried. They tried to chase me, but <clears throat> the, the rental car place is pretty far away. Yeah. And they have no chance of keeping up with me. Especially when they're carrying skateboards. Right. So we go, but it's, but it's kind of one of those, it's like a hassle rental car and you got to wait in line, whatever. Yeah. So I finally get the car. I'm waiting at the gate. You know, when you, you go out of the gate for them to check your, um, your license and yeah. your contract and stuff. And this guy just made it there with his gear. He's like, oh, come on, dude. I chased you all the way here. Come on, please. I go, okay, I'll sign this if you tell me how you knew I was here. Yes. And that's how you got it. What's that? That's how you got the info. <clears throat> that's how I got the info. No way. And he's like, there's a guy. There's a, he's trying to explain it. There's a guy. He, I think he works at LAX. And he gets the, he gets the passenger list. And, and he, sell, he sells the info to the, to the autograph collectors. Yeah, sign my shit. And I was like, okay, thank you. Wow. Yeah. And you figured out how to stop it. Uh, on Delta. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> well, but then, but then I feel like that was a different thing. That was someone who actually did figure out how to hack into an account. Yeah. This guy just has, he has passenger lists going out of LAX. Okay. And you're allowed to get that? No. But I'm just saying, somehow he, he's connected to that. Yeah. And I don't. I mean, we're getting into conspiracy zone. It's just here. interesting. You know, it's always been, I'm like, how'd you get here? And why, how much money do you make? And how many people do you see a week? These guys, they're always, there's one guy, I've seen him regularly. And he's always like, man, I really want to, want to do something for your foundation. I was like, well, go ahead. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, well, you know, if you could sign so many, I'm like, I'm not, not how doing does that. Do that. Yeah. We're, like, we're not starting a business together. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like. It's like, if you want to support our foundation, sell some of those for charity. Right. Even though he's not going to. No. Just a conversation started. And they always have this thing. um, I hope they're listening. Like, I'm I'm so, I, it's so obvious. They're just like, so, like, what's up? How's everything? They they know something that I've done recently. They can follow me on social media or something. So so how how was that movie premiere? Did you like it? It's good. You know, just like, how's the new jackass? They just always have something like they're trying to to make small talk to yeah. pretend like they're being friendly. Yeah. But it's so not genuine. No. Yeah, because it's just to get… It's just to keep… Yeah, to make you think that… Yeah, it's… I it's, feel like most people weird. don't know… I mean, obviously, I'm not famous, but I have been close to people that are. And people like yourself. And I used to hang out with Benji and Joel Madden a lot. And at first, I didn't get, I was like, yeah, cool, man. Like, 
nice to meet you too. Right. And I can already tell that Benji's face has shut off. And I'm like, who bummed out Benji? And then I realized that these people are not, they're not fans. Like they saw me on social media hanging out with him, got my name, and they were like, Jason. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, I see. And then it's like, hey, you're hanging out with Benji. And Benji's already walking away yeah. from me. And I'm like, how yeah. did he know? Like just from one glimpse, he knows who's who. Yeah. And he's out of there. And he switches off too, which is a, a weird adjustment for me where someone's like, hey, Benji, like, how's your wife? And he just, and I'm like, why is he not answering that guy? Because <laughs> he knows who they are. <clears throat> Every time he knows who they are. Um, there is a weird thing too where it doesn't really happen anymore. It was the, the, the whole TMZ phenomenon. Yeah. Where someone sees you on a street corner or something and they just come up with a camera like, yeah. hey man. And then they're not ready for it to be you. So they don't really have any directive to talk about. So they yeah. just start bringing up like… Oh, gossip in the world. Or gossip in the world or, or current events. Yeah. And, and it's just like… Like I'll never forget this one dude was like, Tony Hawk, hey man. What do you think about Twisted Sister breaking up? Wow. I didn't even know they did. That's what I said. He's like, D. Snyder just announced the Twisted Sister break. I was like, dude, I, come on. <laughs> I don't. I don't know anything about that. Has that ever got to the point where you can't, you know, like, can you stop asking me questions and they don't stop? Well, they just try to get, they try to get some soundbite or a, like a gotcha moment. And so that they can take it back to whatever, the office, and then make something out of it. Or, or you know, take a quote out of context. But I feel like, <clears throat> and I don't live in that world anymore. But I feel like, like, you know, going to a lot of movie premieres and things like that. Like, okay. I used to do that a lot. Um, but I feel like they kind of burned all their bridges. And so they don't, they don't try to get so scandalous anymore. Do you know what I mean? With their, with their like, in-your-face stuff. Because people start to <laughs> then people recognize them and, and hate them and give them nothing. And give them nothing going forward right. or give them any information about anything. Has anyone ever leaned on your car? Or touched your car. Because that's, to me, when I watch, like, the Beavers of the world and stuff, and you're trying to go out of a club, and some dude's, like, leaning on your car. I, I That one, I'd be like… Are you saying a camera, dude? Yeah. Have you ever had, like, you go to get your car, and they're trying to interview you, ask you questions, and they, like, lean no. on your car? <laughs> Have you ever seen that? Uh-uh. That one freaks me out so bad, where, where you know, someone will be like, hey, man, get, like, move out of the way. And they're, like, leaning on the car. <sighs> I don't… Yeah, I don't. I don't. I, I, it's only. It's only been where they're crowding the space. Okay. I don't really think about it. Maybe I'm not looking for that, or I don't notice it as much. Yeah. But it's more like, dude, get. I am going to run you down. Like if you don't get out of the way of the direction of this vehicle. Right. So they will stand in front of the car sometimes, right. or, or okay. try to get you know. But that's more. That's more. Really excited fans. Oh, okay. Which and is that, not which as bad. Is, yeah. Which is just. Has you know, it ever got to the point where? You're like being harassed and you, you're like, dude, stop. And they don't stop. Um, I've had people hold on to me where it's like, no, no, but I want you to meet this guy. I'm like, dude, don't, you're, you can't physically force me to be here. Yeah. To, You've had to say to that. To wait for your boyfriend to show up. Like that doesn't, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Like, you, me. you know, I got my first uh, groupie at st- for stand up on Friday night. Like a, what does that mean? A drunk girl that wanted to have sex with me because I was funny. <laughs> Did she know who you were before that? No. <laughs> it was really cool. 
<laughs> it was really cool. I said, but then I had to explain to her because she she invited. She's like, "Have a shot with me," and I was like, "I don't drink." Like, feel like I said it in the stand up. Yeah, well, no, it's, it's part of my this act. Isn't a facade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All those stories are real, unfortunately. But she goes, "Come to the Saddle Ranch." People that don't know, it's like a oh, place that all tourists go. And it's pretty horrid. Mechanical ball. Yeah, yeah. But it's for young people. And she was probably about 25. And she's just on me. Hot, and she's really hot too. And I was like, yeah, you know, I'm 50, right? She goes, yeah, so what? Come to the saddle ranch with me. I go, oh, because my son turned 13 that yeah. day. Yeah. And I go, I have two teenage-year-old, two teenage <laughs> children. Are you sure you want to go to the saddle ranch with me? Yes. Yes, I do. And I was like, she had friends. I was like, you guys want to? You gonna get that off me or? But but she was really into it. I was like, no way, yeah. Like if I was twenty years did you younger, go to Saddle Ranch? Fuck no! What the hell? Oh, you did. You I'm not like going there with her. It's well, you kept worst. looking for 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 verification or validation. So. No, I was trying to throw her off. I was like, why would you want to hook up with a fifty year old that has two teenagers? But that didn't shrug her at all. She was still down. But it was just cool to. It's it, it's. So even, you have your limits. Is that what you're saying, Jason? <laughs> I've never said this on this podcast, but fuck you, Tony Hawk. <laughs> yes. Oh, you have. Yes, I do. <laughs> right. Yeah, young people. They're like, well, yeah. gross. Get off me. I'm like an old monster. You don't want this. <laughs> like until they're really in their late 30s or 40s, where I'm like, yeah. oh, that is a full-grown person. Yeah. Like an adult. It's weird. Your perspective changes a lot. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely know when you make the choice of whatever it is you want to do, most of the time, that's what you want to do. I feel like sometimes right. young people are just like, yeah, sounds good. And then maybe regret that a little bit. <laughs> oh, would she have regretted it? Is that what you're saying? If she would, if I had her name, yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> she was out of control. It was like, a, it was a ridiculous thing to want to do. Oh, opinion. okay. I get it. I was like, she is wasted. So yeah, like maybe tomorrow she wouldn't be as right. eager to yes. take Jason to the Saddle Ranch. I could be wrong. Yeah. I'm well, going, there you go. Good. You made good choices. See? You did. 50. That's all it took. <laughs> That's all it took. 50 years. <laughs> Lady, you're crazy. <laughs> Not the same answer 20 years ago. That's for sure. Wow. I ollied uh, the five star, five star with my kid for his birthday at the barracks. How was that? I, did you I, make it first try? Yeah. You did? I hope so. Because that, that tumble is rough. That's what I said to I'm my wife. I'm taking that tumble. You have? Yeah. Yeah, I, was, I, I told my wife, I was like, you want to film the first try? She's like, why? I was like, because it could go one or two ways here. <laughs> yeah. It's been a long time since I've ollied down some stairs. But just to do it a couple of times, I landed and then looked up and he's looking at me and I was like, this is, this is a sweet thing that I'll have for the rest of my life. Like it was, but you didn't bail it at all? No, not one time. Did he go down that one? Yeah, right next to me. Oh, sick. Yeah, we did it together. Oh, you said that. Yeah. Yeah, wow. that was the… That's pretty amazing. Yeah. To the, and he's super in… Like, he's in. His two friends were intimidated by the skate park. And then two other guys showed up that were good. And they kind of… Tiger was just… He's, he's like, oh, I don't, I don't understand why you would come here and not uh, test yourself. How am I… Oh, yeah. Wow. He's like, yeah, I mean, this is such a great skate park. Why would you not go for it as hard as you can? I'm like, yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. I, I, I guess. Yeah. yeah. That's what I would do. 
I wasn't. I wish so they sold. would just make one vert wall there. They got the that thing sucks. I knew it because they brought sucks. you up. They're like, why don't you do some stuff on the vert? And I'm like, that's not vert, but. Tony did a hair plan. I'm like, well, that's Tony Hawk can do a hair plan on anything. Would <laughs> you leave me out of the Tony it's Hawk? A, did it. It's a moving extension. It's just not. It's and and on one side of it where because the 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 metal ply meets the so they have a quarter pipe and they have a mobile extension that hangs over the coping. So yeah. the transition isn't exactly smooth. Uh-uh. But on one side where that metal is, yeah, it's raised. So you hit a didn't right before you get to it. Yeah, cool. So you got to avoid that side. Yeah, that's what I did. Anyway, um, I just wish they'd have one, like, I don't know, like a nine-foot wall or 10-foot wall that's vert. So you can just go in there and, you know, be well-rounded. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I would, it's pretty slippery there. So I don't it's know if so I want to go too fast. But it would help yeah. if there was some bigger bank walls in corners so that I wouldn't have to push. That sounds exciting. Yeah, I know. It's, it, there's, it's easy to push and slide out. Yeah, I would like us. I I kind of like that. I like usually I'll be like, this is the worst spot ever for me. Yeah. But I kind of like pushing around and the little banks and stuff. They're cool to ride. I just feel like if you could do, I I start to get happy when I can do it where I'm not pushing and I'm. It's just vert. I just want to be yeah. a vert guy. I know, I know. I'm going around where I'm not pushing. I'm like, yeah, okay, I like this bit. I can do this, but there's not enough. Banks for me to keep it going. Yeah, when I did that battle commander there, I was driving up battle commander once or twice a week. Yeah, battle commander is is what they do when they you film a whole part, <clears throat> you film a whole part at the barracks. You've done that more than once. I did it once, filming a whole part there, hmm. but I was driving up there like once or twice a week for a good six weeks or so. Okay, um, but it was fun because I take my kids and they'd skate and whatever. Okay. But um. And usually they do it where they they put it on a spotlight. So they spotlight whatever you're going to skate and everything else is dark. Oh. And I was like, we're not doing that. I'm too yeah. old. So <laughs> just lights on. Yeah. And I'm going to choose what I want to do each day. Like it, or maybe I'm going to choose something else. So, uh, yeah. So, so wait, every you would go and film a new trick twice a week? Yeah, or try to get a couple tricks. Yeah. How long of a period? It was It was probably… Like five or six weeks. Did you ever go and not get something? Um, no. I did try to. I think I already told the story, but but when Donovan was trying to teach me, they wanted to do a bunch of different content. So one day I went just with the the idea that Donovan is going to teach me a new trick, okay. and I wanted to learn laser flips. Okay. And I tried. <laughs> All yes. I'm saying is, I tried as hard as I could for as long as I could. I got a couple where I landed my feet on it, but the board wasn't straight and I couldn't force it straight. Yeah. <clears throat> and I just gave up. Yes. Um, so then he taught me big flips, which is like Okay. Your board is the 360 flip and yeah, you do a 180. You do a 180, yeah. Um, but that was on the last day. The very last day of shooting the the battle commander <clears throat> was I was gonna hit that handrail, the big one. Oh I think it's whoa. It 12 stair. Yeah. That was Fuck that. like everything else was kind of gravy in terms of like I knew I could do these quarter pipe tricks. I knew I have these street tricks without risking my life. But then the whole thing was like I really want to do that rail. And so the last day of shooting, that was the goal. And I oh. kept approaching it. I kept I do I do a line before it. I mean, how recent was this? <clears throat> um, like four years ago. So you're in your fifties. 
Yeah. And you're going ago. down a three years ago, yeah. Oh, so um, anyway. So how do you bail when you're sorry. No, no, no. I'm just approaching it. I'm approaching the rail. And then Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Trying to visualize and also going, maybe this is a bad idea every time you get to it. Yeah, but some but sometimes with very much the intent of doing it and then just like, nah. Yeah. And so finally, I'm like, all right, this is it. I do it. I make it. And I first try? First try, yeah. And I make it. I, I do it and I land and I ride out the door. And you left. And I left. So how many times did no, you that, push that up? That was, and, my, that was my skateboard drop. How many times did you push up and, and not go down the rail? So like how long, how much time did you spend? I'm going to do the rail. Okay, now I'm going to do it. Um, probably like 10. Yeah. Do you, when was the last time you did a rail like that? You mean before that? Yeah. Man. I only ever, like, I just don't. I don't have that confidence. Yeah, and it's a horrific slam if it goes wrong. I don't feel like you're the kind of guy that tiptoes down the rail and runs yeah, out I of can't, it. I just can't run out of stuff. Yeah. That's, that's what it is. Like, that, 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 that is the thing at my age is that I just, I, you know, trying to do the, that kind of street skating. Like, <clears throat> I met, um, oh, man. I met Atiba and Tyshawn and Mikkel, like, all the hardcore yeah. dudes, right? It's a heavy street session. Yeah. At this uh, big set of stairs, just because Atiba said, "Oh, come say hi, you're in LA." Like he saw that I was doing something else, and I went. And I, I know people know what this is, but there's this set of stairs that the the, the, the beginning of it's kind of a downhill, yeah, which is not cool. No, and it's a big set of stairs. It's probably it's probably like twelve or fourteen stairs. But I kept looking at it like I could do that. Like I, I'm pretty sure I could do that. And then I saw Nikel bail out of one and I was like I cannot survive that right if something goes wrong and I have to bail it's over yeah what is that with is it just because we didn't practice that or what is it with vert I mean, dudes I and not being just, able to get out of it obviously not a spry but <clears throat> yeah it was just never it, you know we learned how to fall in a totally different way and when I like if I jump down something I come to a grinding halt <laughs> right where you just you take it all out with your with your knee absorption yeah. and you don't take steps. Yeah. And that's just the kiss of death when you're going down huge stuff like that. Yeah. I wish I could run down stuff. I can't. It just doesn't work. I my wife laughed. She brought up to me on Sunday after um Saturday because I skated here twice and 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 was trying to do something that didn't work out, but I was really focused and I kind of didn't realize how sore I was. And then uh, I go to the barracks and skate. I took it super easy because I was so sore. But at one point, I ollied up something and the board didn't work. I kicked it out of the way. And instead of just taking it, I wasn't going fast. <laughs> instead of running because my legs are so sore, I just fell to the side and skidded <laughs> on my back. <laughs> and my wife's like, you looked so sore and so old. Like when you kicked, like, I was like, why is he there? I'm like, I can't go to the barracks and not roll around, but I've seized up a little bit. I'm going to take a week off. My, oh, hip, yeah? my hips and my knee. I hit so a lot So you're of more sore from that than trying 540s here? No, I think it was, it was a com combination. It was, yeah. and, I, and I feel like the adrenaline and your age, I feel like you get sore a couple of days after, not the next day. Like yeah. It gets worse the second day. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. I didn't even realize how many times I kind of must have done something incorrect because… 
my hip. I got I I took a big hip and I didn't even know that I did. But there's like a lump on my hip. I'm like, oh okay. I guess I hit my hip at one point. But yeah, it's weird when you're in the thick of that. I've done that too, where you're in the thick of trying something, and then later on you're like, why does this hurt? Yeah. I didn't like you fell every which way. Of course it hurts. Yeah, I I it's a it's a head. A, a real mind fuck for me. I was like, you're not really that ready to do this. But the good news is, is I can tell that I'm not at my best yet. There's still way more stability and control that is coming back to me. I can tell. Every time I go, I learned something or something that I did was very difficult that isn't as difficult anymore. And I'm like, oh, okay, note to self. That's not as hard as it was. Who knows? If I stay alive for another couple of months, I might just be able to do a backside 540. So that's my, that's that's how I have to deal. I wanted it so bad, but I'm like, dude, don't do it to the point where you, you get really hurt. There were two, there were two where you, you had that, you know, there's, there's that moment on the last 180 where you stop your board and you see it and then you throw it down. Like you you know that, that, that split second threshold that's the point of no return. And that's when you see it and you're like, oh, okay, this is happening. And I saw you do that twice. And I saw you throw it down once and then step off. Yeah. And that was obviously frustrating, but also scary because that's the worst time to step off. That's when I know. it hurt. I know. It's the, me- the mental thing is the one that's got me, I'm confused. I'm very, I'm like dealing with a lot of emotion and anger and fear. And, and I'm saying to myself, what are you doing? Like you came here to just have fun. Like yeah. what? How do you always get to this point? It was where hard like- seeing you though. I, I kept seeing you walk up the stairs in defeat, and I was like, you can't go up the stairs. I know with that attitude because that you're you're just gonna bail again. I had a bad attitude the whole time. I think it was like it's that bit that I still face. I guess I thought I shook it completely, but not being uh, as as having that control anymore. It's heartbreaking. And and when you do, if I just cruise around, I don't know that's happening. Right. But when I try a backside 540, it's very apparent that, you know, the backside air struggle. I know this is like in the weeds again, but like the, my setup air doesn't feel like it used to. But but there was, there were a couple on the second day where you had a consistent setup and it, it allowed you to, to find that, whatever flow that rhythm on the 540 attempt and so i felt like okay you just did the same thing twice you spotted your landing twice this this is it that's what i thought yeah but you still you can still do it <laughs> and to some of the story you still got it yeah yeah it's a I, but I, a part of me really likes this a part of me is to be this old and to be somewhat psychotic for a few moments <laughs> It's it's I I, lo- yeah. I want it so bad that I've kind of lost my train of thought on the rest of my life, and I'm like, that's it's you're alive, you know. Just I got to find a way to come at it funny, ha- happy again, because I'm coming at it where it's like, you know, this is this is for all the marbles. No, it's not. Yeah. You know, like just have fun, <clears throat> yeah. and if that feels right, then do it. So mentally, I'm doing way better because I've I've it was crushing, and I was like, so what, dude? Like, just do it next week. <laughs> But I think a younger me would be just down for right until I make it. Yeah. But it's still an excellent thing to 
to be in Aspire the middle to. of that. Yeah. And to be in the middle of it and to do like my new career, trying to be a comedian. There's a lot of stress that comes with that. But to just recently be defeated doing my skateboard stuff. I thought making it would give me a lot of confidence, but not making it has also given me a lot of confidence because when I go on stage, I'm like, you, none of you, you realize. You can handle it. Yeah. 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 Like I, I just just desecrated myself for the last two days. I'm <laughs> yeah. crushed. You know what I mean? And I'm hurt. And well, you guys don't think I'm funny? Like I'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. It's like a confidence builder. It helps. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, making it, that would also be a pretty, comp- that would be a confidence <laughs> booster as well. I, I don't know when I'm going to or how I'm going to release that, but I, I learned that trick that day because I was just trying to sort of pass the time with you. Yeah. And then I, then I got hooked into trying something that I thought was going to come easy and I fucking slammed like twice super hard. hard. Yeah. And then, and, then, <laughs> and then I got into the mode where like, now I'm just going to conquer this out of spite. Yeah. Like, I don't even, I'm not even enjoying this. That's… Right, that's where that's I was. That's what I turned into, yeah. I mean, it was, you know, I'm glad I did it, but also it's just it's just some dumb coping dance thing. That, I know, but it's still… Dude, I'm telling you, it's it's super inspirational to watch you that, and Bucky where you're not making stuff and you're hurt. I'm like, nobody's even here. It's freezing. I know <laughs> East Coast, yeah, yeah. It's cold in here, man. It's like cold concrete <laughs> vibes. And and they're, they slam and they get up and they just keep going. Yeah, it's, it's that, awesome. that one was was less enjoyable than most, but um, I'm glad I finally got it. Yeah, but but it's funny because I know that I know people are gonna see that trick and they'd be like, "You must have done that before," because yeah. it's just I, I I guess I have sort of this this brand of tricks now. You know what I mean? That's like body barrels and grinds and yeah, things yeah, like yeah. that. So people, I'm sure people are gonna look at it and be like, "Yeah, you must have done that before," but I didn't. Well, I've, it's basically a it's a caballerial body varial. Five out of fakie. It's not easy. That's it. It's very difficult. It's so amazing that you can still learn tricks. I know I'm like insulting you. But that's what I'm saying. I'm just doing like I'm I'm just taking making stuff up. I'm taking the the different pieces of of tricks I'm that I can do that I know I'm capable of and just kind of combining them. And it's not it's not gonna move the needle. It's not like it's some crazy revolution in tricks. It's just something that I enjoy. And that's that's fine. That's how I'm happy with that. You should um, be. But, but kinda... and it's like, it's, and, and um, people see this documentary and they'll understand like there's this, <clears throat> there's this whole element of, of risk and age and reward and stuff. But these tricks that I'm trying are not inherently dangerous for what they are. Yes, I took a couple of slams to my knees, but I'm saying like it doesn't put you in a position of falling on your head. Yep. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's as simple as that. Yeah, that documentary is gonna. Man, that was the. He saw it. I've I've seen it, and I can't. I know him. I was around for most of it, and I didn't. Like I knew you've had some tough times, but it's it's it kind of felt good. So I was like, yeah, man, you think it's easy to be Tony Hawk? It's not. It's very very hard. <laughs> most of you would quit being Tony Hawk in the first couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I want to quit being Tony. That's what, that's what I would have said. <laughs> a couple of those times. I'm like, you know what? Somebody else can be Tony Hawk. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go home. You want to do this for a while? <laughs> no. Here you go. <laughs> yeah, you no, be I this. I do not want your shoes, you be, dude. You be this. Yeah. I like the… I, I feel like I did a good job today. It was… You did do a good making job. Making you good tell job. me good stories. <laughs> Is that what it was? I felt like that was a particularly good one. I'm now starting to figure out that… 
uh, I need to shut up more and get you to talk more about uh, stuff where I'm going, no way, that's how that happened. Because <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of people that are my age that maybe, maybe you want a pro skateboarder. So what? You know him and to know like the how the origins of things started or how oh, yeah. influenced you were. Like the haircut oh, was a big thing to me. I saw… Speaking of origins, I just saw this because someone… Someone tagged me in it, but this guy who was at the Swedish summer camp in 1985, <laughs> he has an Instagram page. I just, I, I, I just found it. He's been there for a while. And he has a photo of the lunches that we were served where I named the stale fish. The fish, he has a photo of the fish in a tin. That's, wait, okay, we're going deep now. <laughs> you got you yeah. got a stale fish so, at school. What's that? You got to okay. So here's, here's. I used to do this real quick. I got to do it quick. I used to do this to everybody on the radio show. I if uh, free stuff. I'd be like, yeah. Here's my question: Who invented the stale fish? And if anyone knew anything about skateboarding, they would say Mark Gonzalez. And I'd be like, gotcha, idiot. It was <laughs> like, Tony Hawk. You I mean, that, that that's been documented. That someone went deep into the research on that one. Yeah. Um. And so I, I think Mark and I were doing the same thing around the same time, but I named it. Oh wait! But, so he didn't copy you, and you didn't. You both. He might have. He might have. But but we were just. You know, he and I just liked that feeling of that grab. Yeah. Um. But but his timeline of when it was invented is off. So he thought he thought that it was he and I in France in 1987. Yeah. Um. Which we were in France in 1987. Yeah. But it was actually there in in Sweden when I started doing it in 1985. Okay. So and then. The way the article went is that is that they finally found a photo of me doing a stale fish in 1985 on that ramp. And it was like, okay, that's there it is. There's there's the first one that's documented. And you named it that. <clears throat> I named it that because I was keeping it. We were at this camp in outside in, uh, I think it's Hagenas, but it's outside of Stockholm. We were there for five weeks, me, Lance, and Rodney. Yeah. And people would come in for a week at a time. It was a skate camp. Um, mostly from Europe. You were teaching kids. I mean… Hanging out. Hanging out. Yeah. yeah. We were there though. It wasn't like we were coming in and out. We were living there. In the yeah, in the barracks, in the dorm with everyone. Right. And uh, Lance and I are sharing a room. And and so uh I was keeping a journal, super cryptic of just stuff that went on each day. Yeah. And it was more for me just to look back on. Yeah. But uh this one dude, pretty sure it was Barry Abrook, and some he he could correct me, but uh he was from England. And he was in our room and he just happened to pick up one of my papers I'm writing on. He's like, what? And he's reading, you know, I'm just like, whatever, had breakfast, skated, da-da-da. And then uh, stale fish. He's like, stale fish? Like, what's stale fish? I go, it was, and I wrote down what we had for lunch. And he's like, is that that trick where you grab with your back foot, with your back hand behind the back foot? I'm like, Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. An English guy accidentally invented the name of your sailfish. Yeah, yeah. So when you were doing them, what would you what would you what would you I didn't I didn't have a name. I you mean, don't have a name. No, it was just like I mean back then it was Yeah, and names were always the thing. I was but gonna I, say, it was, I was just like grabbing, you know, I don't even know what it was tail grab before stalefish? I don't think so. Wow. Cause I feel like tail grab we wouldn't have figured out how to keep our front foot on at the time. But he, but so he's like, he's reading it. And what, what I meant was that day for lunch, 
we, they gave us for lunch, they gave us these tins um, and you open it up and it's just a whole fish. Gross. But, but it had been, and when I said stale, I mean, it had been like prepared the night before, maybe. Yeah. Or that morning. And by the time we got it, it was gross. Yeah. I mean, it was already, you know, for us Americans, a whole fish. You're just like, are you kidding me? Yeah, it's a weird thing. And then, but, but even the, even the Swedish dudes were like, dude, that's gross. Okay. And so I, but it was our lunch. And you wrote it we down. Didn't, we didn't have any, down. we didn't really have any other options. Like yeah. there was no stores around or anything. And so I just wrote stale fish with bones because it had bones in yeah. it. And I, that's just not how I've ever eaten fish as a white American suburban <laughs> kid. Did it have the head on it? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'll show you the photo. Wow, the actual so, stale so fish. So someone tagged me in this photo. Yeah, so, so to, to continue the story, Holy someone tagged shit. me in this photo and they're like, here, here are the, the fish from that were, you know, the inspiration yeah. for the stale fish. So Holy shit. So when you did the stale fish, how long before you start doing all other variations of the stale fish? Because I could tell that you grabbing behind oh, right your away. foot. Right away. Yeah. Yeah, like cab, stale fish, front side. The, the, the weird thing is that the photo of me, the very first stale fish photo is backside. You did a backside one first. It's because you can ollie into shit. That's what it was, huh? Yeah. But uh, uh, so I'll tell you the stale 540 story. No way. This is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, you remember Sin from Airwalk? Yeah. So I Sin, love that dude. Yeah, Sin used to rest in peace. Yeah. Uh, he, he was the Airwalk designer, uh, marketing director. He did everything, yeah. right? And he wanted to, shoot a photo for the the new, I think it was the 540 or the prototype, whatever the shoe was at the time. And, uh, and I was, I shot something on my ramp and then I tried a stale fish five. I hadn't done one yet. Okay. And then I, I know we shot something in particular for this ad, right? That was different. And then the ad was coming out and he's like, oh, we're using that stale fish five. I'm like, Sin, I've never done that. You didn't make I it. I haven't made it. Yeah. What's up with people he posted goes, and, and he goes, yeah, you'll make it. And I was like, dude, I, but I don't know if I'll make it. Like, yeah. Don't, you're going to, I feel like you're it's a lie. You're posting a bail, yeah. You're posting a bail. Like, it's, it's a full page ad. I mean, this was like, you know, people think of social media stuff. This was the Bible. Yeah. Transworld Skateboarding. Yeah, this is all we had, everybody. Yeah, Transworld Skateboarding and Thrasher. They were the Bibles. That's where all the footage was. If that's a that's photo, it. you made it. That's and what so you trust them to do. If I have a stealthish photo, it, it, it has to be real. Yeah. And we were leaving for uh, Europe right then to go on a Bones Brigade tour. And I was like, I have to go learn that before it comes out. Like, I, it was, it was, it was like, it was, it was, it was demanded of me. Yeah. To, for me, yeah. personally, it was like, I, I can't show my face anywhere. You gotta anywhere. back that up, right? Yeah, so our very first demo on that tour was in Amsterdam on a vert ramp under a bridge. Yeah. And I learned it in the demo. Holy shit. So I just kept trying and trying and then finally I just landed one and, and everyone there thought that it was a trick I already knew. You'd done it before. Yeah, and then I was just like, okay, I feel like I know. Like I, I can, that, wow. that ad can run. And the ad came out maybe a week later. Yes. And then you had video. Yeah, there's a, uh, some, I know there's a video that exists and people in Holland know, like I, I saw people talking about like, I was there, I was there, I saw it. But yeah. I know there is a video of my first one there. Holy shit. Remember yeah. Chris Boss doing those? Yeah, good ones. 
That was like one of those things because he's similar to me. Like, Slipping it. We're pretty good, but we're not your level. Yeah. Yeah. And him doing that, I was like, dude, that is… Moto doesn't like him. Who? Moto. Oh, yeah. I don't know him. Yeah. I just see video of him and I'm like, who is this? He's got that. He's got that like kind of flip and, and tweaks his knees out. Yeah. So awesome. Yes, it is. It is amazing. You I know, did my last one for the doc. For the, you, yeah. you, you saw it. Did you watch the credits for the doc? No, wait. Did yeah. you see the did you see the stale five from no. the drone shot? There's a drone shot of a stale five. No. That was that was my last stale five. That's another documentary, right? I mean another your last tricks, is that? No, that was just a thing I did for um for digital collectibles oh, and okay. stuff like that. That's already out. You can get that's out, can, yeah. How many yeah. tricks did you retire? Five. Okay. And then and then it became six. Why? Because I did a gymnast plant that was going to… I don't want to do gymnast plants anymore because when I put my feet back on, sometimes they're off and I just, you get the worst chicken neck. <laughs> like it, through, through the years. I love that that's your… You know that that trick every now and then so does good. that Because you, you put your front… You put your back foot on and the hip, your, your toes are hanging off too far. Yeah. And that's instant like… Oh, you know what I mean? God. When you're coming down like that. Yeah. And that would happen a lot. Like it's hard to… Because by the time I get my feet on my board, I'm not sure if it's right or not. Yes. So, long story short, I did one gymnast plant while I was trying to do my last one and started to fall in backwards. And I was like, oh, maybe I could go to fakie. And so, I did a regular gymnast and then learned gymnast fakie. You'd never done it before. Well, I think and I did not that. want to do it again. So, that was one and done. Yeah. Yeah, I get you on that one. So, it turned into six tricks. Yeah. Um, but, uh, wait, what were we talking about? Oh, on the, on the documentary… Um, I did, I did Stalefish 5. They had the guy, the, the guy here shooting with a drone. He's the guy that did that, um, that thing oh, with the bowling I did alley. See it. I'm back. I did see it. Oh, you did see it. Okay. Yeah, the Stalefish 5. Yeah. Because he shoots it on that, right? He shot on the drone. Yeah. 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 So Stalefish 5 and, and a 720. I just tried a 720 while he was here and I made it. Was it hard? It, it was. It's hard. The snap is really hard. Because that's what I remember you saying that now yeah. the snap is hard. But but I got the snap yeah. and just held on and squatted it out. Yeah. But it was like some squats are better than others. This was a good squat. <laughs> Man, that's your quote. Some squats are better than others. Because some like stay <laughs> down and, and you like you're riding the, you're riding the the mechanical bull yeah. across the flat. This one was more like oh I got it and then I stood up across the flat. Okay. Um and that was it. But it was really I didn't expect to do it that day. I kind of thought I'd already let 720s go. So, pretty cool. Let them go because the last time you tried one was so difficult, you were like, man, forget that. Yeah. The landing doesn't seem that dangerous to you. It's more about getting the pop to spin. If I get a good snap, I can land it. Yeah. Right. But but the, the, that's the thing. That snap, you know, my, my reflexes are just slower. So, that snap, for the most part, I miss my board a lot. Okay. And when I do get a good snap, it's because I waited and then I'm over the deck. Right. So, uh, you know, I used to be able to just… I mean, you see it like Gee Curry, all those dudes, they snap it so… Right. Like, so far out, they're landing on flat. I made a 721 time. When this, really? This girl broke up with me and I was so sad. And she was, she was going out with this other guy that I, that I also… That could looked, do 720s? No. <laughs> This is how I got him. He was like a, he got in a band and stuff. Chris Payne, he passed away. I, I loved him. He's a great guy. 
but his girlfriend left him, started going out with me, and I'd always liked her. It was wrong. But she broke up with him, wanted to go out with me. Then she broke up with me and went back with him. So then I'm at the ramp, heartbroken, really heartbroken. Like, I really liked her. And then I'm at the ramp. I was already a dark guy anyway. I had, like, quotes of, like, evil songs on my board because I would scratch it into my board at night because I was so tortured. And then I'm at the ramp and it's just him and me. And I was just super angry and I wanted to fight him, but I don't, it's, he's in the right. Like I'm, I'm not, he didn't do anything. If anyone's in the wrong, it's me. I should not have even gone out with her for a day, but instead of saying anything to him, because he was still mad at me for dating her. So we were both on the ramp, not talking to each other. Only you guys. Yeah. And you're the only one skating. Yeah. And I did (laughs) it. And I did a 720 and landed it. And, and cause I'd been trying him for. Melon? Yeah. You know me, dude. I can't do the mute thing. I start doing the Chris Miller, Krishna Soe 80s one where I put my arm between my legs. Guy oh, no. like me doesn't accept That's, that. That doesn't work. Yeah, I'm out of here. So I made it and the ramp's like that little tin can ramp. So when I made it in the corner, it I leaned off and rode off the side of the ramp into the street course and left. So like I did a that 720 and just skated off. Like it got, wow. it got on a train with my pads on all dark and bitter. Didn't even really register it. I've been trying them for, I don't even know. And that's know. it? One and done? Yeah. Never tried never again. again. Yeah. I think Bucky only made one 720. Mute one? Yeah. He just seems like, he's like, everyone's already done it. There you go. There's one. I don't really yeah. have any more to right. prove when it comes to that. It's funny you said that about going off the ramp. Uh, big day out, 1995. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were skating this ramp. Big day out, 95 was crazy. Yeah. Like. It was packed. Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. Uh, Elastica. We did a demo when Rage Against the Machine was playing. Prodigy. Do you remember that? Yeah. It was like, it was really a special time. A sea of people. Music and yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was was unreal. And then um, a sea of people. Yeah. Remember that? Remember that Australian band? Uh, This is Serious Mom. No. (laughs) This is Serious Mom. Yeah. That was it. That's the name of the band. Tism. Oh, yes. Tism. Yeah. I love how I didn't know that's the name (laughs) of it. (laughs) This whole time I was like, yeah, Tism, mate. No one told me that. They don't want to like them. go around the crowd with a hat that had giant balloons keeping it up. So it was like it was like 15 feet tall. <laughs> and so you knew exactly where he was when you walk around the crowd and sing. Yeah. They were sick. Anyway, big day out. I'm trying to do 720. And I ended up trying one on the other side of the channel. Like where you don't have a lot of room for… You know, basically what you want to do is you want to be on one corner of it in case you have to recover… Because you're never overturning a seven, you're underturning a seven. Yeah. And then when you come out, you end up going like a diagonal across the ramp, right? Okay. Yeah. Which is exactly why I do it on this side of the channel here. And then I go across the face wall when I land oh, it. Okay. Right? So there I just got caught in the moment, did a 720 on the on the other side of the channel, which puts me heading and the ramp was like six feet off the ground. Yeah. And I flew oh, off wow. the transition. I flew off the transition. So it was a fence, right? The fence was on that side. Okay. And I dropped at least 10 feet. Yeah. And I got the worst heel bruise of my life. <laughs> like it was so bad that the rest, and, and we're on tour. Like this is back in when we weren't getting a lot of money for it. Yeah. You know, we were the sideshow absolutely to this tour. Yeah. Um, but I had to skate every day. So I had to skate with my heel hanging off the, 
It was that it bad. Was my front heel, yeah. So I had to hit with my heel hanging off the rail. <laughs> but there was another time on that same tour. I just thought of this the other day. I wanted to bring it up, so I'm glad I thought of it. But different, different um, city. We're skating the ramp. Same thing. Ramps raised up, and they have a fence around the perimeter. Yeah. Right. John Fox set up the whole thing. <laughs> John yeah. Fox, man. He's we used a- to call him at night and torture him too. Like I, I would always stay with Rick Thorne because we were both on Airwalk. Oh, okay. So Rick Thorne and I were staying together, and then Rick and I would, and he was in charge of setting up the ramp. And so yeah. he was just sleepless, tortured, and then we would harass him, like prank calling him at night yeah. <laughs> in his hotel room. We were so lame. Yeah, he was um, a fun guy to torture. He kind of had it coming. <laughs> I don't know why, but he would always, he would always kind of f with him a little bit. But to his credit, like that ramp was up every time. Yeah. And so I did something. My board shot off the ramp up up on the tra- just transition. Into the crowd. This dude caught it. Looks around. <laughs> I remember now. Bam, he's right gone. With your board. You were there, right? Yeah, yeah I remember that. Yeah, but he disappeared <laughs> into the crowd. Like, it was like a bad movie. And nobody stopped him. I'm still on the ramp. Like, I didn't even get to the ground yet. I'm and still on the ramp. And, and my gone. board is gone into the yeah. sea of people. And I'm just like, dude. You shared somebody else's board, right? Uh, I think I, I think we were like kind of done with, we were doing two or three demos a day. That demo was nearing the end anyway. So I was like, all right. And then somebody went, what was it? Snake Pit? Yeah, Snake Pit. Someone went to Snake Pit. Yeah, Yeah. someone went to Snake Pit and tried to set a board for me. But like the board I have was a custom shape. And I was just, and and different wheelbase. So I was like, all right, I'll, I'll try. And then John Fox said, you know, if you can't carry a skateboard around here, so you have to check it in at the front. He's like, so if that guy's caught with a skateboard, he, they're going to make him check it in. I was like, let's go check. We go to the tent where all the skateboards are. My skateboard's right there. Son of a bitch. He didn't leave. He checked it he in. He checked it in. And so Fox had this board that he would use to move stuff. So yeah, yeah. it's all delaminated, weathered, like soft wheels. He replaced it. He replaced it with that, yeah. That's what you get. You're lucky you get that. Man, that is, those crowds were crazy. Yeah, like super into skateboarding, but they came to see Rage Against the Machine, so they had that drunk raging well, the, thing about when them. When we would skate during Rage, the best thing was that the crowd would fill up all the way to the ramp. Yeah. So if you're on the ramp, it looks like your crowd is endless <laughs> to the stage when they're actually all turned around. I, I remember a lot of them were li- listening to the music, but t- looking at us. That one time I did, I did... When he started into, fuck you, I won't do it, you tell me. Uh, I did. I started doing McTwist, and I kept doing him until he stopped doing that. Yes. Played the crowd. That was, that was like my big moment of rage synergy. You, yeah, wow. I never would have thought of that. Nor could I do that sick. Like That was 95, and then we put them on the video game soundtrack in 90, no, 2000. Huh. You friends with them? Uh, I know them. Uh, you know, bass player skates. Yeah, so… He got a vert ramp in LA. So when we went to… I never went. It was funny because Thorne and I were kind of… We were kind of the sideshow to the whole thing. You know, but but we weren't… So we weren't really treated like band yep. with all the band stuff. But I know. Zach said, hey man, you want to get… Like we're doing a… On the last night, we're in Perth. And uh, he said, hey, do you want to come to the, the… We're doing a big after party on the beach. You guys want to join? So like we got an invite from Zach. Um, and, and Tom Morello. So we're like, oh, yeah, sick. So we were like the, you know, 
lottery winners. Like, yeah. hey, we're going to the thing. And then we got on this bus. The, so the bass player, Tim, yes. turns around and he's like, dude, tatted. Yeah, the big sleeve. Crazy yeah. sleeve, right? Um, we're just sitting there and, and, you know, Rick and I are just stoked to be in the mix. And he turns around. He's like, hey, Tony, you taught me layback eras at Whittier Skate Park the day it closed. I was like, what? Yeah. And then Zach's like, yeah, I was there too. What? Well, what are you guys talking about? They were both there. At Skate City, the last day of Skate… I mean, I'm talking about… There were maybe 40 people there. Yeah. I was hyped though. Yeah. I was like, wait, what? There's… No one says Whittier Skate Park and Layback Air. Yeah, no. No, not in, the, no, not in your no band. One, no one yeah. says that anywhere in the world. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Yeah, that's crazy. Now, that makes more sense that he had a vert ramp. Because I was like, why does he have a vert ramp? Like, I know he likes skateboarding, but why would you choose to have a vert ramp? It's useless unless you're a vert guy. But he obviously could skate. Fred Durst told me he did Madonna's. Yeah. He's, he, I believed him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's impressive. Yeah. To do the Nookie and Madonna's. It's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> he came to our Bones Brigade reunion. He's a he's a fan. He's, he's a yeah. yeah. He's been at the Bones Brigade and skating and yep. Then the he foundation. Was in the Bones Brigade doc too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, he's a skateboarder for life. That's how that works. All right, dude. We went long. You got a lot of great stories. I'm very proud of myself for this show, which is weird because I didn't do anything. <laughs> you did. I asked a great question. I'm no. I'm, we, we. I mean, we. You know, we riff. I liked it. We riff. Yeah, we're good. We should do a live show. You're Ooh. good, dude. Hmm. I just made him cringe so hard. But then so like, we do a live show, then we really have to remember names and places. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Nobody hates me. Remember that guy? He's cool. That's how I do it. Okay. Like and describe, everybody. We'll be back next week. Describe it. Live it. Shopify presents Cool Sheets from AHA to I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat-induced insomnia. That was my AHA moment, bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible, signing up on Shopify. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash podcast 22. Shopify.com slash podcast 22.